Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215, follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mm. Welcome to the show, sponsored this morning by Radish Soap. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> they're not actually sponsoring us, but they send us free soap and I use it stuff. Mm. So, that sort of soap that's called stuff like sandalwood and reticence. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Morning lovely. mist. It's lovely. And um, I, I, she's still there. Tash Skinner is uh, who sends little parcels. Oh. No relation. I was going to say. Well, she wouldn't be, would she? Because Skinner is my stage name. I don't think it works like that with the stage names. No. Mm. Frank, um, were you at Green Day? Well. I've got evidence of you there. I, um, it's very exciting because Green Day, who obviously do enormous, enormous gigs, were doing Camden Electric Ballroom last Mm. night, which is um, not small, but small for Green Day, and I managed to get tickets, and it was, we were, the queue was round and around and around the block. We've seen photographic evidence of the queue. Uh, Okay. And, uh... Craig Jones has actually been in touch. I don't normally approve of this, but but I'm going to let this slide, Pierre, don't you think? Yeah, it's earned its place. Because uh, I think we should share this. Craig says, My wife and her friend are at the Green Day show um, at the Electric Ballroom Camden. They told me, I think they were very excited because they were in the queue behind you, and they tried to take a sneaky selfie... Mm. and accidentally put a Peppa Pig filter on you. Yeah. Um, it's worth a look. You've got these strange glasses, those sort of white... No, no, I, don't, I was wearing those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're all right. They didn't worry about that. That's what I look like off stage. Yes. I think we should share this image. I think so. Anyway, good gig, Frank? Well, it was very. I was. I was very excited indeed. And doors open at seven. I got there about twenty to seven. I so said it's a massive queue. So we're standing outside in the cold a bit. And um, so then it got to seven. There was a little bit of movement. Oh, we're going to go in. It's going to be a green day. And it holds about fifteen hundred. I suppose. Like I say, it was all intimate and exciting. Friday night. In Camden, in case you don't know Camden, it's a bit like, you know, the cantina in um, <laughs> Star Wars. If yes. you can imagine that as a town. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, we were, we were really excited. And um, then all these security men came up and said, uh, it's cancelled. It's cancelled. And the way they did it, someone said it's cancelled, and the one behind him said, yes, it is, it is really cancelled. I thought, well, don't bring your own verification. <laughs> you, you and it was, cance- was cancelled at 7 o'clock, just as the doors was opening. Do what? we know why? Yeah. And people were saying to me, oh, you know, before, they're saying, yeah, we've seen him arrive and everything, we saw him arrive earlier. So... Um, I'm not. I'm not condemning Green Day because who knows? Who knows what it is? Who knows what it is? But Although even it's November, so, they should be up by now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank but, you. Very good. Thank you, everyone. Very good. But it was. Um, <laughs> I tell you one thing that was um, was lovely about it is that after the cancellation, we didn't go at first. You know that moment when you need to see on Insta or something yeah. because you think. 
Or they could just be guys in high vis. We knew, really. But we stood there. And there was a bunch of youths the other side of me, um, to the ladies you're talking about, and um, who I'd never normally talk to. Mm. Hooded youths. Urchins. Yeah, yeah but just, you know, youths. People yeah. who, you'd, obviously, someone my age not going to approach them. I've got a career to think about. There's often a bike involved. Sure. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what it was like. You know when a train stops in the middle of nowhere and suddenly you start talking to people you'd never normally talk to? And we just started really chatting about the fact it had been cancelled and there's the tour in the summer and all that. It was a really nice moment. I think I would have liked um, World War Two for that, for the chatting point of view. When, when you're yeah, in as, long as long as I was back home, yes, obviously. In the bunkers. Yeah, yeah I'd be yes. lousy um, in action. I think you would have enjoyed the haircuts of World War Two. Yeah, well, I've, I've tried to go World War One <laughs> with the haircuts, but um, <laughs> which is a nice thing for this weekend. But um, I, uh, yeah, we just all started. It, it created a community, that cancellation. Mm. And relax. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. So, um, oh, sorry, I, I heard the in-breath. Well, we're just getting a, a few other, a few of your Q friends oh, getting yeah. in touch. It does seem like there's a whole commu- an entire community now built up around this. It's incident. very bonding to be in a in a purposeless queue. Yeah. <laughs> an enforced crowd. Uh, Especially in Camden on a Friday night, the air thick with cannabis and foul language. <laughs> <laughs> and, of co- and of course that jazz. <laughs> oh, I hate that jazz. Is the jazz cafe still there? Yes. Is it? It is. Mm. I don't... OK. Uh, Michaeli, I'm yeah. going to go bold and go for Michaeli with this spelling. It might be Michelle, but I'm, I'm going Michaeli. We weren't that far behind you in the Green Day queue. No. We've been hanging around all afternoon, almost frozen, so gone for a warm-up in the pub. Oh, I see. A likely story. Were, you know, there were chairs and, and sleeping bags and that at the front. So some people, I think, had slept overnight. Ooh. I heard about a woman who flew from China for this gig. What? Really? About that. Oh. I was moaning about getting the 24 bus. <laughs> oh, I must say about the 24 bus, but carry on. McKaylee says, we also didn't leave immediately after the cancellation. No. It's now being referred to as the cancellation. Mm. What to do? Green Day had arrived by six. Michaeli's got some inside info here. Oh. Green Day had arrived by six and sound checked, so it was a shock. Yeah. 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 Okay. We know that they'd sound. And not checked. only that, but she went. She had to go through that last night, and today she has to sit by the radio going. It's Michelle. <laughs> it's Michelle. Well, I think Michaeli is a gent. Oh. Because that's why I've gone for the Italian pronunciation. But I may, I may be wrong. All will become be revealed in the fullness. Of I wonder time. if he's with his comets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, more Green Day. How bad no, I'll tell they... you something about Green Day. I was standing there. Uh, now they don't. <laughs> but, um, They're reluctant yeah, to be an American idiot. A lot of people don't want to be one. <laughs> That's just Do true. Do they still wear eyeliner? They loved eyeliner. I know it was my chemical so, romance. It's a massive, uh, massive floor filler. What is eyeliner? An American. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> 
It was a never mind. Um, I um, I oh I met I met a bearded man appeared as I stood in the queue. Oh yeah, a black bearded man like some sort of piratical figure. Did he have a glittering eye? He did have a glittering eye, <laughs> yeah. and um, it was the husband <laughs> of our producer. Sarah oh, Spracklin. Matt Spracklin. Oh. It was Matt Spracklin. If ever I was not surprised to hear yes, that well, someone exactly. was at a Green Day gig. Well, it's I imagine Matthew he Spracklin. just walks around Camden all night. <laughs> Did he have a full-length leather? Uh, as a sort of um, atmosphere. <laughs> yes, yeah. The council covers that. He's, yeah. he's paid. <laughs> Keeps the tourists coming. Exactly. <laughs> he's paid by them. Yeah. But I tell you what was nice is because I was a bit gutted about the cancellation to say the least because I was you know you're up you're up for it I was in gig mode and he he checked his phone asking someone trying to find out more about it and on on his screensaver was our producer in her wedding dress <laughs> grinning and I thought oh love and then I turned to these young people next to me who I'd been talking to and I thought we've all started talking because of this love Love is still in the air, I thought. And then I remembered I could go home and watch the season finale of Loki. <laughs> and I thought, yes, we all have our own outlets for love. <laughs> and I just felt better about the whole thing. <laughs> but there was an incident on the 24 bus, which um, I must share with you. But let's first have this. on Absolute Radio. Um, so uh, <laughs> you was uh, I was we was I was coming home from the uh, gig that didn't happen. Yes, at the Green Day. You uh, left so your should, community behind. Why do we do a text in on that most memorable cancelled shows that you've <laughs> yes. been involved? In? But that's not most memorable cancellation. That's a whole other. No, thing. just no. I think it should be a show of some <laughs> yes. kind. We'll include um, all in wrestling. <laughs> I was once at a wrestling uh, gig when I was a teenage wrestling gig, and they and Klondike Jake was supposed to be on, who was like a, the uh, early prototype for Giant Haystacks. There were brothers, Klondike Jake and Klondike Bill, and the excuse was Klondike Jake will not be. He was, he was on the poster. Klondike Jake will not be here tonight after all because he's in Glasgow. Well, that's not an excuse, is it? I mean, that's a that's choice. That's just saying he can't be in two places. Yes, but he's on the poster. Honestly. Make something up. I, I was at a Kenny Rogers gig at the Albert Hall, and there was a, a bomb scare, happily a hoax, but even so. And uh, we didn't know that till um, the next morning. And oh. so it was a quick evacuation of the whole place. We were all standing outside to see if they'd let us back in. And we saw Kenny Rogers go past in a limousine leaving the Albert Hall. Oh. And I sang, look old yellers leaving, which is a line <laughs> from Coward of the County. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the crowd didn't like it because they loved him so much. I loved him and was still able to laugh at him in a warm-hearted way. So, um, I'm on the bus talking about the cancellation mm. and uh, a guy, uh, as I was getting off, said, excuse me, but I heard you saying that you were at a jig that had been cancelled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I said... And I thought... Mr Fezziwick. <laughs> and I thought, yes, it was the big event of the night until you said jig. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and now that's what's going to live with me. A jig. Yeah. But now... Oh, I love him. It's just like, he's like something out of a restoration comedy did he, or something. Did he misunderstand? Was he wearing breeches and long <laughs> knee stockings? And... Does he think it's called jig? Yeah, well, listen, many, many years ago, <laughs> I was in a band and uh, we were practising at a, a local church hall and we were very, very loud and the police were sent for by local neighbours. Right. Mm. What was the band called again, Frank? That particular band was, I, th- I think it was called Old English after the cider, which I just started drinking. I was 15. And um, the policeman arrived and he thought, he obviously thought, I'll do a bit of uh, community policing. And he said, yeah. so have you done any jigs yet? <laughs> So it is. Uh, it, there is an underground. I don't know. There's an underground. One policeman in 1902. And an old guy. <laughs> an old guy. Open bracket. My age. On the bus last night. So there's a there's a, a sort of Illuminati of, of people who say jig. I say jig. Yeah. But it's is a code, there, isn't it? Yeah, but is there still a chance that maybe he thought? That I'd been to a jig. That he thought <laughs> you were dancing around a big wooden uh, barrel of ale and <laughs> to dip Well, he your said to in. me, I said, yeah, it was Green Day, and he, and he just went, mm. I don't, I don't know who that is. Frank, he said jig. You're surprised he doesn't know well, who Green he Day on. He says jig. Did, why did, did he, they, if did he was from the past, <laughs> why was he even asking He wanted you to say, well, did you do any reels? Did they play Spanish ladies? <laughs> any naval songs? I, I mean, the guy said jig. I don't even think he's up to a glimpse of stocking yet. No. Green Day. May not. Maybe not. But um, it, it did. It cheered me up. <laughs> Pre Loki. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you were talking about your cancelled Green Day jig. Yes. And uh, Kat Otahannon has got in touch. Mm. At the height of their fame, Carter USM. You're oh, yeah. With them. Unstoppable, yeah. Yes. Breakfast. You can't <laughs> say it, breakfast. USM. Breakfast machine. Um, Cancelled a jig with the very unrock and roll <laughs> excuse that their guitarist had sustained a back injury while cleaning a bath. Wow. Gosh. If only you'd had matey, <laughs> which cleans your bath as well, even yep. though your kids have to sit in bleach. Yes. Yes. Wow, that is... Yeah. Cle- mm. Yeah, that makes something else up. Yeah, exactly. And then Steve, saintly67. Mm. I'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. Yeah. My very first gig was meant to be XTC. Oh, wow. In 1980, but the lead singer fell off the stage, so unfortunately had to cancel. Oh, so the gig began. Went to see Ultravox instead. What a decision that was. They were brilliant. Hmm. What I'm I'm clear about is when the XTC man fell off the stage, exactly, was it in the sound check or at the beginning? Then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, I still class this as a cancelled gig if it goes early on. Yeah. Me and my partner saw Lady Tron once, I remember, and they did one song and said, nah. Really? Yeah. 
I don't know, it was a technical thing or something. It sounded fine. Mm. And they said, we'll be in touch about, you know, never heard from them again. We'll be in still touch. Waited, still waited. <laughs> Whenever the phone rings, I always think that'll be, that'll be Lady Tron. If you pick it up and say, Lady Tron? Yeah. Is this about the jig? <laughs> say you, Lady Tron. It's about, this is about 20 years ago. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, we'll I be, knew you'd call. We'll be in touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure you can end the gig that way. Lady Tron. What, what They're all talk. What is it about? Because <laughs> there's there's a thing when you're a, a stand-up. All all my most memorable gigs about are, are, are ones where I didn't have to do it and still got paid. Those are the ones mm. that lodge in my memory like precious jewels. Yeah, well, I I drove all the way to Aberystwyth. Oh no! And uh, to the student union, and uh, it was a. There was posters of me up and stuff. And it was a rough gig. Also, this, this, was, this was in my early days. Yeah. Mm. And, um, well, I was driving. What about yeah. that? Yeah. And, uh, and the um, ENTS officer, do they still exist? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so the ENTS officer got up and people were sitting around in the room. First of all, there was music on. So he got up and he turned the music off and everybody there went, oh. And I thought, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he said, right, we've got a brilliant uh, comic, uh, Frank Skinner, on tonight. Can you just come and all sit near the front? External love, come and sit near the front. He said, come on. Come on, near the... Come on, move over it. Right, you get no comedy. And he just walked (laughs) off. I said, hold on, what's happening? He said, no. No, not doing it. He said, they're going to be like that. I said, do I still get... He said, yeah, you'll get paid. And then a guy came over and said... Oh, I was really looking forward to that. It's not going to happen. Remember, he had a Wings T-shirt on. Of course and, he did. Uh, <laughs> and he's a really sweet guy, yeah. glasses, and he said, uh, it's not going to happen. I was looking forward to the comedy. The end officer said, you want to tell them then? Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really horrible. To- <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, I've had a letter from Richard from Solly Hall, posh. Mm. And uh, he has sent me a badge with a sort of a, a saint, old saint on it, and it says lector, L-E-C-T-O-R. Lector is a sort of a teacher in the church. Mm. A bit like me. That's that's the inference from um, Richard from Solly Hall. Nice, thank you. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, yeah, so I went home. And enjoyed some Loki. And watched the, uh, what they call in America the season finale. It's, um, I like, if there's anyone now panicking, thinking there's going to be spoilers, don't panic, because the big plus is I, I don't really know what happened, even though I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I've now watched six episodes of Loki um, in this, this second series. Um, in case you don't know, Loki is um, the god of mischief brother of half brother of Thor yeah that's Tom Hiddleston isn't it it is Tom Hiddleston you like him well and yeah a lot of people don't well in fact your mate Phil Wang was on room 101 and tried to put him in and I wouldn't is let he? him I yeah. wouldn't let him in because of his lokiness oh is what's, that what saved him what's Such a good issue Loki. with him I think um, is he a bit jelly bags no I think if you watch the video of, <laughs> a lot of men are a bit jelly bags if you watch the video of Tom Hiddleston doing a Robert De Niro impression to Robert De Niro face on a yes, chat show. I have oh, seen yes. that. But you will leave changed. <laughs> but that's not what he does, is it? That's his sideline. It, it clearly is Have you ever seen his Michael Jackson? <laughs> to be fair, no. Pierre. Also terrible. 
<laughs> we were all traumatised uh, by that impression. Yes, but there's a lot of that kind of... Um, what about um, I Heart TS? Oh, do, do you want to explain what that is? Oh, um, when he went out with Taylor Swift, he wore a... And it, was, it wasn't even a T-shirt, it was a singlet. It was. He wore a singlet with I Heart TS on it. He's... Yes, he's a bit cringe. <laughs> I think but he's just he's, confused. But he's a really, really good actor. That's what his thing is. Yeah, yes, he I, is. I think I think the people's issues stem from his when he's not pretending to be someone else. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, the Loki thing. Um, I, yeah, I've I've. Here's the thing. Can I ask you this as a you like guys watch American series? Mm. Sure. Um, I sure when when sure. another's I'm going to call it. I'll go with it. Season <laughs> is beginning. Oh. Another season. Are you supposed to do prep? Are you supposed to go back and watch the last series before? Prep. I. Because I'm watching this thinking, I just, I, I watch it with my son and I say, what? Well, sorry, any idea? What no. sort of show are we it's, talking? It's brilliant. It's absolutely mm. brilliant. But um, Marvel have got so excited about the multiverse that things are almost impossible to follow. I, th- I, I but think. But it's, it's, it's well, a really, it's, it looks amazing. The performances are brilliant. I think, as you know, um, my, my problem with those things is when there's no relationship talk or no one sits down and I says, I didn't oh, say there you? was no relationship <laughs> No, talk. I know you I didn't. I think it's, even though it's set in a sort of strange timeline multiverse when they work for a mysterious agency that sort of governs the world mm. and there's a man in it a mysterious man at the end of time called He Who Remains, which I think I might use as my <laughs> next Edinburgh show title. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, I find it more realistic mm. than the realistic dramas. Okay. Yes. You get. Because, um, because I have no idea what's going on, which is much more like life. <laughs> and also, I'm constantly aware that I've forgotten crucial information. <laughs> <laughs> and that you should it's know. Very, people. very, it's realist, yeah. realist. Do you end up having to Google while you're watching it? No, I won't do that. I haven't looked up anything. I don't think you should feel bad if it's Marvel. I think if it was anything else, it would be all right. But uh, someone's totted up all of the hours of, of Marvel you have to watch to be caught up. And no, but I've seen it. I, I saw it. But, you, but it's different. If it had just been one previous series, that would be, say, what, seven hours of, of seven episodes? Yeah. It's something like 49 hours No, no, but for, for Loki, I've, I've seen all the Loki. But they intersect. They intersect. There's all these little Easter eggs. It's not the problem. People stick Loki. their heads through the door and Are say, Are you still oh, talking about me. the comics? Look, it's not Loki, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Anyway, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio uh, with um, Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, in the light of your cancelled Green Day gig, gig, Johnny Snell has got in touch. Okay. As have many of our readers, Johnny Snell has uh, had a cancel gig. Ian Brown, Newcastle O2, floor collapsed four songs in. Oh wow! Whether that was the stage or the seating area, rem- see, had it been know. a punk gig in the age of pogoing, <laughs> oh, you could yeah. have understood it. Or Demis Roussos. 
It's quite, <laughs> it's quite a medieval reason to cancel a jig. It is, yeah. Yon floor hath collapsed. <laughs> the planks. No, yes. but that was anyone. We'd have hurt, we'd known if anyone was hurt. Oh, let's hope so. Guna John. Hi, Guna. Um, I think 1989 sat in traffic on the M25 en route to Wembley to see the Rolling Stones came on the radio that it was off as Keith Richards had stabbed his finger restringing a, a guitar wow that's the most Keith Richards yeah. injury that's and what I, you and want and I don't believe it for a minute but I love it what I'm saying is you could see the piercing marks in his arm I think they <laughs> the Rolling Stones I can imagine the PR coming up with that excuse no oh, I don't know do you I believe like it? it but at I'm least sorry. It's... I'm a naive <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's rock and roll adjacent whereas the cleaning yeah. the bath one you go oh no, what, what are they even doing near a bath? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> what kind of rock stars are they? Yeah, yeah. with a little duck practising their, their scales in the bath. Yes. Um, regarding... Re- go on, no, over to you, please. Well, rega- I remembered during the news, because I said that as a stand-up, I remember a lot of the gigs very fondly that I didn't have to do but still got paid for. Hmm. Although your Aberystwyth one is a bit far to go for that. No, exactly. I'd done all the hard work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. <laughs> um, I was booked to do a Cambridge College May Ball, Peterhouse College May Ball. Oh, yeah. God, um, you hear some tales about wild drunkenness at those things. It was a very... Well, the, even in the context of Cambridge May Balls, Peterhouse is the only one, I think, that's white tie. So right. Oh, it's all the, gone about Elton John. It's full on, like the collars up to the like, jawline. Oh you God, know. Does Dracula go? <laughs> if Dracula went, he'd be underdressed. <laughs> he'd say, he'd say, what do you mean? I have to wear a different. Do you mean thing. I can't come in? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is discrimination. I was not told yeah. about dress code. <laughs> yeah. Calling also, across to a friend. They won't let me in. Open a window. <laughs> <laughs> they have to invite me in. It's a whole thing. Don't get me started. Are you, are you didn't, we so didn't discuss food allergies. I yeah. can't, there's certain things I can't eat. You know, yes, there's like European, uh, yes. Mr. Switching off all over Britain. All switching on. All yeah. switching on. They're going, here we go. Um, <laughs> How do they know it's happening, though, if they're not, if they have to switch on? Anyway, yeah. carry on. Other senses. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I uh, was booked to do some stand up at this May Ball. And that's always a, 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 a tough gig. Mm. A friend of mine once had to do a 20-minute stand-up set stood on a stool by the cheese queue. Oh, wow. And that went about as well as you could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so they're quite difficult, these gigs. Yeah. And because you're not in a ticketed scenario, people can come and go as they please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are a bit of a P.T. Barnum version of a stand-up. You're just in a tent in an enormous facility of, of fun and distraction. Mm. And people will sort of stick their heads in, watch you do the setup to a joke, and just wander off yeah. before the punchline. But something very unusual, even by those standards, happened at this gig. Let's leave it there. Okay. I'm 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 intrigued by this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh. Okay, so we're at the we're at Peterhouse, is he? Yeah, Peterhouse College, and it's white tie, so everyone looks proper like Bullingdon Club. Yeah, like not even James Bond, but one level above that, tails and things, mad. Yes. And I, my contract was to arrive at at midnight. Hmm. And the gig was at 1 a.m. Okay. In the sort of 
in in a, a, what I was told was the bursar's garden. <laughs> so I thought, okay. Oh. I did a half hour set in the bursar's garden. Mm. I thought, okay. We've and, all been there, dear. Yeah. But I, I thought, uh, well, they haven't told me I have to dress any particular way. So I showed up wearing just sort of jeans and a, and a hoodie. Yeah. And um, uh, got sort of checked in by the people running this big ball. And every, it was all happening all around me. And they gave me a little map of the grounds. Yeah. And they said this, they pointed on the map. They said, this is where the gig is. And I said, okay. And I walked along with my performer's wristband getting dirty looks from everyone all dressed up because I was stinking up the place yeah. with mm. my hoodie and jeans. And I followed the map and I arrived in a completely dark patch of lawn with hedges on three sides with sort of some picnic tables that some people were sort of sitting on way over on the right-hand side. Yeah. But no stage, no lights, no microphone, no nothing. Just some grass in the woods. It's just a man talking. At night. But there was nothing there. There was no. Yeah. There were also no expectations. Those people were on those tables with some food from stalls nearby. But if you don't perform, you don't get paid. But there was also no one there to check. Okay. And I sort of stood in the dark, in a field, yeah, <laughs> basically in a sort of garden, a lawn, and looked around, and there was nothing. And did you do your set? There was no way to do it. <laughs> oh, did you get paid? I did, but I stood. I well, stood you got paid to stand there. Well, I did my time. I stood in on on the lawn for the half an hour, looking at my watch and thinking. But how is this supposed to happen? Well, you did a thought transference set. <laughs> but there was nothing there. I did one at Leicester University, and everyone went to the Christmas <laughs> shopping. It was yeah. for the staff, and there was six people left. Yeah. And uh, I said to the blokes, am I still doing the gig? He said, well, if you want to get paid. Yeah. So they sat at a table, and I just stood at the table. Oh, like, depressing. Uh, yeah, like, you know, when you know they did close-up magic from table to table, <laughs> oh, yes. I just yes. did that and did uh, 25 minutes of stand-up well, with I, them going, uh, Going, oh, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I considered doing that, but the, 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 I can't emphasize enough that it wasn't like these tables were set up to be some, something. <laughs> no. They were there sort of overflow seating for people who'd got a burger from the burger store. Now that's, it's bad planning. And I stood there and I sort of thought, how is this... Happened. Oh, it's like overflow wedding gigs. I went to a very posh wedding where they actually had seating outside yeah. for the, where there wasn't room for those in the chapel. That's oh, wow. insulting. You don't, and I heard people saying, are we outside? With the overflow wedding It was guests. a celebrity wedding I went to. But the, at the end of the, the allotted time, at about quarter to two in the morning, the organisers... Did you bow at the end? <laughs> to the stars, <laughs> yeah. to the empty night sky. At the end of the time, the two sort of organisers... And I will say, these gigs are all organised by students, you know, yeah. who are also doing their exams and things. So there's always... Screw ups. That puts confidence in you. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> and they, they sprinted up to me wearing their organization. They have to wear sashes and they've got mm. earpieces. It's all very Mr. President. Mm. And they ran up and all said, Miss oh. World. Yeah, yeah, all Miss World. Yeah, yeah all both. <laughs> Donald. And yeah. um, they sprinted up to me and sort of said, Oh, um, is there. And I said, There's no stage or lights or microphone. And they went, We know, we're sorry. We, oh, God. And they offered me the chance, in quotes, to go and redo the whole gig at the actual stage, yeah. which was in a different part yeah. of the building. Uh, so where the were the punters? I don't understand. They just forgot to set up a stage or for anything to happen. They just completely screwed up. I always carry a cheese stall. 
in the uh, in the bar for the uh, for those moments. But they said to, they said, "Would you like to go to the an actual stage? There's there's a gap between bands, so you could do your set there now." And I said, "Nope, I I did my time. I did I'd a like gig my envelope, in, I did please. a gig in an alcove once in Manchester where no one sitting in there could see me. They could hear jokes, but people had no idea where it's, they thought it was just coming over the tunnel, You're like a Phantom of the Opera. Sort I, of thing. I was just took round uh, round the corner, like you put a a, a, a statue." In a uh, <laughs> in a little alcove. Oh well, but look at us now, eh? Look at us now. No, don't look at us now. I wonder, I think you might have made quite a good roadie. Do you think? Mm. I don't wear. I won't wear blue jeans though. At my age. Okay, well, you and Neil Diamond ain't going to get on. Ain't. Yes, I threw an eight. Oh, yeah, good uh, on you. Tom Jones was due to perform at York Racecourse <laughs> in 2018. Right. I can only assume it was a good payday. I've done Cheltenham Racecourse. Yeah. It was when the beast from the east storm hit us. Oh, Tom yeah. had recently spent a week in hospital. The PA announcer kept promising the soaking crowd he was on his way. Oh, it was an outdoor gig. It was mm. literally... Oh, OK. Yeah. So, and, I wish he'd come round the corner, like, three, three lengths ahead of the support act. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Tom, go on, Tom. And at 8pm... When he was due on stage, it was announced he would not be coming as the helicopter had turned back because it was too dangerous to fly. <coughs> wow. That's Paul from York. Paul saying, did it ever take off, I wonder? Oh, I bet Tom would have braved you. And what about yeah. when I met Tom and I said, I've seen you live a couple of times, Tom. I wish you did the young new Mexican puppeteer. It's my favourite. <laughs> and he said... Uh, well, you know, it's a bit naff, isn't it? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what I love about it. And he couldn't embrace, he couldn't embrace <laughs> that. Not. Now, the idea of good naff was beyond Tom. It is the maddest song. Oh, it what is. What is? The Young New Mexican Puppeteer. <laughs> it's about, in case you don't know, it's about a young boy who <laughs> makes so some... Uh, <laughs> he got some string and he get, got some wood. He did some carving and he was good. Folks came rushing so they could hear the young New Mexican puppeteer. So he Thank makes you. he makes um, puppets of people like um, spiritual leaders. Why? To to inform the world oh. to, to give, you know bring it, peace. It's a song about a weird boy who makes <laughs> educational puppet shows happen. Yeah, and how popular they became. <gasps> It is well, the know, maddest... I think as he Delilah's says. Not, not a strange song. Yeah, but at least it's got recognisable <laughs> themes. And they go, well, you know, there's, of course, there's a, the spurned lover, the jealous lover, <laughs> the young New Mexican puppeteer. These the are young... the stories we see over and over again in Shakespeare <laughs> and myth and well, legend. If it was in um, Homer's Iliad, it would have a, an adjective that always goes with it, like swift-heeled yes. whoever. Yeah. But with, um, with the young New Mexican... You get his adjective is most concerned. <laughs> In a town near Albuquerque, there lived a most concerned young boy. <laughs> yeah? He doesn't 
does sound very well realised as a character. Well, I, I love the song. It's, you know, he makes... You get, you get the whole thing. It arrives in kit form. He makes these things. And, I, I, uh, I and it talks it's... to the people. Hello, now you said that it arrives in kit form. You've really sold it. No. Well, because we see him carving the actual main <laughs> characters. How often does that happen in a song? <laughs> I can't think of another one. Songs where the main characters are carved... <laughs> during the actual performance, <laughs> 8, 12, 15. I'm looking forward to these. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, we, were, we sometimes discuss strange things, don't we, in the breaks? We do. And... I was discussing... I can't remember how we got onto this subject, but we were talking about Colonel Bogey. I think we were talking about, I don't know, rhymes. Yes. Yes. And there's in the actual... You and your poetry. The song, um, the Colonel Bogey, which you may know, is because da 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 and features lyrics about... Um, OK. ..some of the uh, chief figures in uh, the Nazi Germany yeah. set-up. And they're a little bit, as that football fan once said to you, of was it uh, West, uh, Millwall fans? They're a little bit naughty. Yeah, but a Himmler had something similar. Is still a fantastic yes. uh, rhyme. <laughs> but I recalled brilliant. how that. Can you sing the refrain briefly? <coughs> da 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 da. da. It's, it's it was a car horn sound in the. Am I going? No, I think you're right. Was it was it? more. Ah, da, ah, da, da, it was that. <laughs> really? All sped up and intense. In the 70s, yeah. you'd hear. Nah, 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 nah. And you, you'd also get. For the so, me- Mexican uh, what fans. What was this yes. whole thing with bespoke And there was, a, there was a. Um, for the young New Mexican puppeteers. No, there was a. There was that one as well. Yeah. Why yeah. did the bespoke car horn die out? I don't know. I wonder if it's. Um, I wonder if it became illegal yeah, or something. Yeah, illegal. Do you think so? Oh, that's a shame. What, I... would, what would be the most surprising snippet of music to hear? on a custom car horn. I think Barber's Adagio for strings. <laughs> <laughs> for a very long traffic jam. I'd like yeah. it if you could just choose... I think you should be able to choose the music to suit like your Like on your brand. phone, yeah. yeah. I'd like um, theme from the big country. Watch that person crossing the... Da, 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 da. <laughs> when did people, by the way, when did people stop <laughs> looking when they crossed the road? When did that oh, happen? I think it's a London thing. Is it? Mm. Even this oh, morning, comment, news. The, the people, <laughs> they just look, they, it's like they don't even think about it. It's, I'm so frightened when I cross the road. Also, I was raised on Tufty Fluffy Tail. Do you know Tufty, Pierre? I beg your pardon? Can you it explain was a, Tufty? It was a squirrel who um, explained the... Um, the rules Do's of the road. and don'ts of crossing the road. Which, tough, frankly, tough, I This came from a family of roadkill. To him, it meant something very intense. Tufty Fluffy Tail. Yeah. Right, so he had seen so many of his I brethren was, um, splattered. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I yeah. never knew that. You see, I was a member of the Tufty Club. <laughs> the Tufty Club, yeah. Were you a member of the Tufty Club? I mean, this is the first time hearing about uh, the yeah. Tufty Club. Oh, yeah. you had there, to join the Tufty Club. There was a cartoon it's hedgehog. It's gone now, of course, with the rise of... Uh, <laughs> there was a Fine. cartoon hedgehog. Okay. No, Please <laughs> stop that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't we, get there. No, I know, but I know where you were going. <laughs> I, know, well, I never and go there. I, I, just, I don't go there. I just hit the ring road. Uh, it's okay. as simple as that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with a sort of cartoon hedgehog. 
Crossing well, the road. Animated so it's another roadkill um, reference. Yeah. Yeah, Was that in South Africa? This I'm, is here. Oh, I thought you might get an Impala or something. Yeah. Oh, no. I what did you have so. in South Africa? Do they have road safety? There's many about being hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a squirrel talking about being hijacked. You can't have a squirrel hijacked. saying, make sure you've got a pistol in your ankle. <laughs> My name's <laughs> Dufty and I'm heavily armed at all yeah. times. Don't you dare come when anywhere near going, me. When the going gets Dufty, <laughs> the Dufty gets going. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Okay, next. Well. Come along. I like next. <laughs> next I don't is like good. silences on the radio. Actually, there will be one at 11 o'clock, which I do like. Well, I was going to say you picked the wrong day. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Clive Isard. Oh, yeah. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. Well, you know. <laughs> Who knows? A uh, mate of mine had strangers in the night as his car horn. I quite like that. Frank. I can hear that because it would be, uh, 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 wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know how many... Uh, yeah, it can't be any other part of the song. <laughs> no, I don't think Too so. Too wistful. I, um, I, I used to stay with a lady in Tottenham. Mm. Oh, I just want to go limericks, Frank. <laughs> so it's a, oh, Tottenham's a hard ride. <laughs> I was uh, going to say also... Certainly on Breakfast Radio. Mm. And, um, we, and there used to be a dog um, what, uh, close by mm. somewhere. And what do you mean used there used to be a dog close by? Did <laughs> she have no, the dog? No, a neighbour had a dog. Okay. And when the dog used to bark, it used to bark the beginning of the American National Anthem. So the dog would go, oh, 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 oh. And I always used to wait for the, oh, never got there. Oh, 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 oh. That so was the, how it barked. The, the, the dog was constantly trying to get... It'd go. Oh, so well, that was his bark. It just happened to his bark. Now I'd be um, doing a tour of, of uh, as an internet influence. You know the cat that goes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that cat? Sometimes I'd, I'm alone. I'd be cat. taking the dog a tour of America. Oh, 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 oh everyone oh. Would stand up. Yeah. yeah. God, can you imagine the reaction that as one of those very sort of Republican patriotic sort of oh, rodeo crowds. Man. And they'd complete it. Maybe you could find other oh, dogs. They'd love that. Yeah. Other, they'd find other a, dogs that completed the jigsaw. A dog and per it line. Would, it would have to be a bloodhound. So what? Maybe one yeah, dog yeah, just yeah. did the Arr! for that note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like then they could find. They need to find a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Big cowboys would be nudging each other. That English dog is all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'd be t- they'd be sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Donald Trump wouldn't like it because, as we know, he doesn't like the dogs. A lot of dogs. A lot of singing. Terrible yeah. people. A lot of terrible people. people. A lot of people are dirty, singing. Dirty animals. Dirty. Very he dirty. died like a dog. <laughs> died like a dog. Um, too much drool. <laughs> Disrespectful. Very, Don't let the dog sing it. That's what I say. Very selfish people. Uh, Steve Isaac has got in touch. I went with a mate to see the Three Johns in Harrogate. Harrogate, do you say, Frank? The Three Johns, yes. The Three Johns. Oh, don't, don't, I mean, don't question me. I've not heard of these people. I know the, uh, I know the tenors, but I didn't know. The Three Johns. They're like a Harrogate version of the Three Tenors, oh, maybe. maybe. Back in the 80s. Right. Only half a dozen people turned up, unfortunately, oh. so they had to cancel. Two per John. 
<laughs> the bonus was they sat and had a few beers with us instead. Nice. Do you know, I love the Three Johns. Yeah, we should check them out. I think they're on Apple Music. <laughs> uh, I want to... Yeah, you never know. That much. Just because six people turn up, don't make them bad people. No, it's enough for a jig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and went then... to a Three John jig. <laughs> Three John jig, yeah. Uh, Bakes, Bakesman's Tooth... Yeah. I don't know either. I think it might be your dentist we were discussing last week, showbiz dentist. Uh, arrived in a rush to see the Rolling Stones. Oh, I arrived in a Rolling Stone to see Rush. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, carry on. I was going to say at Ajax Arena in 2003. Oh, yeah. Um, jig had been cancelled. Oh, no. Whilst we were on the flight. That's... We were arguing with security that we could hear the crowd... But uh, we were told it was just the trains at a nearby train station. Oh, no, how terrible. I can hear the gig happening that we've been told is cancelled. Oh, that's a sad oh, story. Oh, terrible. Oh, 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 oh. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email us via frankisabsoluteradio.co.uk. OK. We've had all sorts of Rolling Stones uh, excuses for gigs being cancelled. Oh, really? Well, to be fair, there's a lot of them. They're a bit flaky, the Rolling Stones. I don't think they're flaky, but I think there's, there's a, they're a big team and... Mm. Uh, you know, they're more prone to ailments, perhaps. Maybe. Dan- Daniel Skips, he had an experience. We already had Keith Richards. I mean, he, he does seem to be cropping up a bit. OK. Um, Keith Richards had the... There was a problem with his finger, Pierre, wasn't there? Yes, he was restringing his guitar. Yes. Allegedly. It's great that he does that himself. It's very yeah. noble of him. You think he'd found someone. Perhaps he's only got one guitar. <laughs> 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 Uh, he's probably got a thousand. Daniel Skipsey, a work associate of my dad's, invited us to the Czech Republic to see the Rolling Stones in 2006. Well, that's the kind of work associates you want. Yeah. Uh, well, well um, you sure you know someone at Absolute Radio? Not who would invite me to the Rolling Stones gig in the Czech Republic. No. They did invite us to Rolling Stones gig in London Stadium. London. Yeah. yeah, that Ooh, was we brilliant. Went. Yeah. And did they show up? Yeah, we had a great oh, time. Oh, I'll say they did. They showed up. And then some. Yeah. The morning after we booked flights, the morning after we booked flights, uh, the show was postponed as Keith Richards, for it is he again, changing his. was in hospital. No, do you know what happened this time? Oh, I remember this. Falling from a tree. Mm. Oh, I do remember that. We, yeah. we flew news. to Prague anyway for no reason, but we still had a good time. I do remember the, yeah. the tree incident. Or is I Mr. Richards it, just a malingerer? Well, it's, what was he? Oh, I can't, picture him. I can't <laughs> yeah. picture him climbing a tree, can you? Oh, I can. Can you? Wasn't it an inn? Maybe he sleeps in a tree like the young Komodo dragon. Perhaps. He's got something, a fear of safety of there is something quite barky about him. Mm, yeah. He looks like a tree, that's for sure. Just the texture. He's got a barky skin, and that's if, no bad thing. If I saw his face in the knot of a tree, <laughs> yeah. I'd I assume have. the tree was talking to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that he was sticking his <laughs> head through. No, I can see that. I yeah. have seen his face in the knot of a tree. He gave Pocahontas all that advice in the film. 
That, oh. that could be a good Halloween costume for him. Yeah. Just stick his head through the trunk. Yeah. yeah. Wise old tree. Or just go naked. <laughs> With an owl on his shoulder. <laughs> and a bit of fake tan. What, yes. do you, what do you think I've come as? A tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got one of those laughs. Yeah. He just sticks a little green leaf on the end of his cigarette. Oh, God, I wondered where that was going. Who are your top, who are your top oh. three people that laugh like that? Keith Richards. Yeah, Shane McGowan. You had him on your chat show. When he, when he was on my chat show, he would laugh. <laughs> and his first laugh, he went... <laughs> and the audience were looking around, they thought it was interference. <laughs> Honestly, nobody yes. knew. Nobody <laughs> knew where it was coming from. Fantastic. I highly recommend looking it up on yeah. YouTube. It's extraordinary. Oh, he was brilliant, though, I have to say. He was? I don't think I could come up with the third person who... Motley. Motley was one of a... <laughs> That's true. I can't do the asthmatic uh, Rod Emmett, quickly, Derek Acora once genuinely cancelled a gig due to unforeseen circumstances. That can't be right, can it? Well... Perhaps it was... Was it Joe? <laughs> his, um, was he called Joe? <laughs> What, his, his assistant? Um, he's a uh, familiar. <laughs> he had a familiar. It was a gold joke. I thought it was Joe, but if anyone knows the name of um, Derek Akora's familiar, could you just give us anyone a quick from the text? World eight, of twelve fifty. <laughs> <laughs> They're not open yet, the world of spirits. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The, the switchboard has exploded. Mm. At our ignorance, it was of course Sam. Oh, was Derek Sam, Akora's spirit the guide. familiar, yes. Iona Faz, Barefoot Blogger, Kev Shaw, Louise Pyle, all the heavy hitters piling <laughs> in on us. Thank you very much. Must have been, you know, when you've had um, like a, a pen pal for years and you finally mm. meet. That's what it must have been like when old Derek ascended. Yes. Yeah, I hope they got on. Do you yeah. Think, yeah, everyone up there went, look who's here. Yeah. <laughs> Him again. Mm. I bet Derek was thinking, oh, I always assumed you were a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, boys, I'd like to raise something with you. There's a woman I've encountered mm. in the news cycle, and she's become something of an icon to me. Okay. This woman went viral after posting about a first date in which she decided to order 48, I believe it was 48 oysters. And oh, yes. Her date was so disgusted by her decadence and greed that he made his excuses and left. He went to the bathroom, he said, I'm going to the loo, and he just never came back. I mean, who hasn't been there? I imagine the uh, shell stack provided cover for his escape. <laughs> the high shell stack on her side of the table. It looked like a midden. Yeah. A sort of Bronze Age. <laughs> midden had piled up like you get in the Orkney. This, this woman is called Equana B because everybody is something... Everyone has an initial rather than a surname these days, yeah. as we know. Uh, yeah. And Dustin G, of course, started that. That's not like that, Frank. That's oh, okay. not an example. Oh, okay. It's more Cardi B. Yes. Charlie XCX. Yes. Okay. Well, don't send any in. <laughs> just, Please don't. don't send any in. Yes. Um, but basically, my issue uh, is she was at a place. Because I accept that that is excessive for This is a first date, yeah? It's a first yeah. date. However, he picked the venue. 
Mm. He had said, do you want to meet for drinks? He'd been texting her. So he did say drinks. However, he suggested meeting at Fontaine's Oyster House in Atlanta. Um, OK? He was a good golfer. <laughs> Peter Oyster House. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think Fontaine Oyster House was a crucial player in this year's World Cup <laughs> in the rugby. Okay, Why so take yeah, someone I... to an establishment called Fontaine's Oyster House if the prospect of eating oysters is so unacceptable? I to think you? that's a reasonable point. Okay. I think that's reasonable. I think the problem arises with 48 oysters and sides. Let's sides as sides well. as well. What sides are an she issue to you? What's the sides to bask? Forty-eight <laughs> oysters and crab cakes and red-skinned potatoes. Oh my goodness! This is, reminds me of last Saturday when we took um, we took Tim Key out and he ordered the lobster. <laughs> Do you know he did? Didn't he? Did. He? <laughs> he went a bit lottery winner. Opportunistic. He, w- he oh. went very lottery winner on us. He went spend, spend, spend. If you take a poet to lunch, <laughs> yes. he will indulge. He would order the, ob- the lobster. Yes, indeed. Um, um, if he's listening, obviously we didn't mind paying for that. Well, we did notice. We noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The we're oyster dis- lady. We're discussing yeah. Aquanaby and the 48 oysters. So he was expected to pay the guy. Well. Yes. Yeah, OK. I don't know. She said he texted her afterwards and said I think because he asked her out for the date mm. uh, you know I think it would be assumed that the Oscar might pick up the tab and, and chose the, and the location chooser yeah. and what was the location he chose guys I believe it was Fontaine's <laughs> Oyster Bar the very <laughs> same <laughs> I was once taken out well, the first time my manager took me out for dinner oh. when the waiter came uh, he said to the waiter out oh, yeah, can have the menu and the ladies' menu for him. Oh, that's very nice. And uh, he brought the ladies' menu, which was a menu with no prices on it. That's a class uh, act. I like that. Mm. Also, this this story is taking place in America, where to this day, even even for the young, it's very much the the guy who pays on the first date. That's much more of an expectation over there. Than well, that's here. what it was always. Here, I'm, I, I couldn't, couldn't possibly be coming. I'm out of views on that gentleman, but uh, sure is nice of you if, if you do insist. Well, I, I couldn't have timed it worse because all my dating was done through the period where men were expected to pay. Yes. Mm. And all my settling down was done by the period where men were expected to share housework and childcare. <laughs> so oh, I got God, the worst yeah. of possible. In those days, the men paid and then they went out and read the newspaper as a wife hoovered under their feet. Yeah. And the yeah. kids screamed in the background. Yeah. You've timed it appalling. No, I just I've, I've had to do it all the all the donkey work. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. What about when I had a date with a man who took me to a car park. Yeah, but <laughs> it's terrible thing. I think you'll find that that is too dark for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> too dark for breakfast. It was yeah. a nice car park, to be oh, fair. Was it, okay. it was one not far from where you live, mm, if you know the one. But I even mean. so, if a man takes you to a car park. No, it wasn't for that. He said, let's meet there. It was in mm. the daytime. Okay. And I parked my car. He didn't even have a car. Oh. 
And then he just said, I thought we'd go for a coffee. And he I just can't said, imagine you going out with someone who didn't have a car. Oh, I don't <laughs> mind that, someone having a car. And then he said, let's sit on that bench. So we sat on the bench in between all the exhausts and the number plates. Oh. And... I just thought, are we ever going to move? Jeremy Clarkson? <laughs> 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 they would take you to a car park. Exactly. Uh-huh. I um, I, I think it is taking advantage. I, Do you think so? Like 48. Who could eat that? I'm, I used to do a thing on stage yeah. about oysters. Yeah, I could eat 48 oysters. I used man. to say oh. that having a, the first time I had an oyster, it was like <laughs> licking phlegm off a tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> 48 times. To do that 48 times, really. (laughs) Also, aren't they aphrodisiacs? I was going to say, that might be why he fled. It might be. He saw this woman loading up and thought, no. It's a bit... What's that Mae West one? (laughs) Saying, my my boyfriend had 12 oysters last night and one of them didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Nice little quick email from Chris regarding uh, your dog singing. Your, yeah, it wasn't my dog. It was a oh, well, no, your yeah, your yeah. own impression of a dog oh, singing. Right, yeah, I should yeah. say. Mm. Uh, Chris says, when I was a student in Manchester in the late seventies, there was a pub near Strangeways Prison which had a dog that, that sang. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it all sounds pretty sunny so far. <laughs> pub near Strangeways Prison which had a dog that sang or howled along to Amazing Grace. Oh, lovely. Mm. After ten continuous plays of the song on the jukebox, the novelty wore a bit thin. Yeah, mm. for the dog as well, I yeah, think. The, the, the dog's going, oh. <laughs> save my voice for tomorrow. All, this, all these encores. My, dad, my dad, when he was growing up in County Durham, when he was about four, my granddad would stand him on the bar with a little flat cap on his head and make him smoke a cigarette. <laughs> And say, look at the little man. (laughs) (laughs) We made our own entertainment in those days. Oh, Oh. my God. Can I say absolute radio does not approve? (laughs) No, no, we disapprove of that. Yeah. Didn't know then. Different times. The thing that I object to is the cowardly lion behaviour of the man. Fleeing. He shouldn't have fled to the bathroom. I think it... I understand that he objected... But there are different ways. You can make it clear to a date. I ordered a pie once. Oh. Because... <laughs> Just I, to see what it was like. No, <laughs> do you know, I ordered a pie once. It's, it's very odd. I sort of decided I didn't want to go, to use Frank's expression, I didn't want to go down into Love Lane with this man. All right. Uh-huh. And I thought that a pie... Would put was, him off. Yeah. And I sort of felt it was a bit the least romantic thing you could order. I thought it was a bit desperate, Dan, and he might get the hint. <laughs> I don't know why. So I said, I'll have the pie, please. And I did. I think Kat told me she was on a date once and they were on a bus or the tube yes. or something. And she suddenly said, was it gastroenteritis? No, I'll tell you exactly what she said. She, she, I'm, she said, I, I can't, I'm going to have to go. She said, my kidney has failed. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, well, that's, yeah. So did you make sure to eat the pie in a sort of... 
Yes, I did, and I said, in I'll have the pie. In a non-sensual fashion, And yeah. I ordered it in a very gruff way. Bond. I said, I'll have the pie, please. <laughs> oh, OK. I, mean, I said, I'll have pie, please. Like an underage drinker. <laughs> I'll go in the pub. Pint a mild, please. I'm going to have a pie. And the pie came, and it was very stinky and large and desperate, Dan. <laughs> yeah. And I wolfed down the crust. Oh. No salad. And, you know, I think it did the job. He never see, called. See, that would have drawn me in. I was going to say, you're playing a dangerous game there, yeah. that pie. Isn't you, it one of the... You know what I've talked before be in about? in the bathroom texting his family. I've, I've met her one. She likes big pies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> deep voice. I, um... Yeah, I've talked before about the flash frames you get early in a relationship. Yeah. You know, they Sorry? get flash frames in cinema. Oh, it's yeah. illegal, but it just yeah. it just imprints a tiny thing on your mind, makes you think, oh. Um, I think I told you once a woman who described Nick Hornby's fever pitch as a novel. And that was it. That was the I knew that was it. It was over. Uh-huh. It's non-fiction. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you this after, because the producer's having a bit of a thingy with me. What's <laughs> it? This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I was talking about those flash frames that um, mm. end the relationship. And off, on a first date once, I a woman was talking about a bloke at work and saying how two-faced he was. And I said, ah, a man can smile and smile and be a villain. And she goes, oh, you're a clever boy, aren't you? And I thought, this is going to get annoying. <laughs> If one accepts that in basic terms I am indeed a clever boy, yes. then oh, um, yeah. that could start to get on my nerves. <laughs> Frank, what about that bloke? Remember that bloke who said to me of someone, oh, she's really zanny? Oh. And no. I say, I mean, I said we're to so you, strict. I wonder how many people have dumped us on the strength of such things. Yeah. Minor foibles. Mm-hmm. I, was, I know I was dumped. I won't name her, but I know I was dumped for... Uh, can I say this on breakfast for tongue kissing? Oh. She didn't like it. Why don't oh, you just tell me? I don't like you talking a lot. Well, this. I didn't like it much. I did it because I thought oh, it was Derriger. No, Derriger. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think 48 oysters is too much, though. I, I was not even brave enough to watch the video because she filmed herself doing this. Why did she film herself? It's because she's a maniac. Because they all film themselves yes. now, she's, Frank. She, This has all come to the nation's, the world's attention through her own efforts. Mm. Um, and apparently many of the comments are saying it may not have been the expense, it may have been the sheer disgusting... A visceralness of the slurping and smacking of lips and the actual mm. sounds. The removal of grit. Yeah, but I just... Yeah, yeah I know, but she it's looked, still... I was saying, she, looked, she, looked, she didn't like a woman who ate enormous amounts. What do you mean? But it's she the sounds. Nice. the sounds, Frank. Um, not that you can... I mean, you can eat all enormous amounts of nice, let me make that. But all I can say, I think guys, she's on the 5-2 diet. I think five days of fasting and then two days. Two days of oysters. <laughs> I think she's on, she's on the 48-2. Yeah. What I would also say is he shouldn't... Hiding in the toilet is a bit babyish. He fled I mean, through the toilet. If you're going to hide anywhere, I don't know, the kitchen. But he maybe. fled, he fled. I think yeah. it's it was too gone. late now for a texting, but if anyone wants to get, get in touch with us in the week, people who've actually left mid date. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be. Have you ever, ever done it? 
No. I've, I've, I've contemplated it seriously, yeah. but what I've decided to do is just be objectionable and then I'll sit there and be and then they'll leave generally I haven't got the guts to actually leave to I mean, order pie that will end it quickly <laughs> I tell you the pie ended it very quickly but I um, I've sort of left midday not physically left but due to heavy <laughs> drinking the date has been ended by that old Spoil sport on consciousness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you meant you'd left sort of mentally. Or oh, no, I've done that yeah. many a time. You've drifted into the different... I've done that three times during this show. <laughs> 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 no, I've certainly done that. I'm sure we all have. But um, to actually physically, you know, go... So I'm just going to get to the toilet and then leave. That's quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm imagining... I, I predated the sort of... Um, Computer dating. Is that what it's called? Yes. Mm. What, what? Just having a hot water bottle. It's a bit cold. <laughs> okay. Um, I imagine then you must arrive and think, oh no. And then there must be lots of uh, quick exits. I, th- I had a few one-pint dates, you might say, Ooh, when I was, when what, I was doing the those? electronic computer with the blood dating. transfusion unit? <laughs> yes, yeah, one Lady. pint, one biscuit, 48 <laughs> biscuits later. <laughs> I fled the blood donation van. Did you? It was did all you that just... slurping. What, how did you round it up then, after the one pint? The one pint. I think it was always when there was a mutual sense of, like, upon clapping eyes on each other, going, no. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. You want uh, it's like um, speed chess or something like that. If once you both press the button, yeah. No, I it. want to drag it out to an agonising conclusion. Well, it's good. Um, it's, it's good fodder for talking about on the radio. <laughs> yes, yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Giant pies and such. <laughs> exactly. It could become a tradition. Wait well, to the pie. The no, please, is, I can do better. What if I'm ever with anybody and I order a pie? Look, well, um, know. Can, I, can I say this is uh, important? Um, uh, thank, uh, thanks for listening to the show this morning. And good Lord spares us. Creeks don't rise. We'll be back in this time next week. Now get out. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.